Welcome to another episode of Queer For It, a podcast hosted by three queer friends living in Austin, Texas, bringing you a weekly dose of queer realness and laughs. I'm Chris, a trans man. I use he, him pronouns, and my Instagram is at seethestarsablaze. I'm Courtney. I'm a lesbian. I use she, her pronouns, and my Instagram is at court underscore roads. I'm Chris. I'm queer. I use she, her pronouns, and my Instagram is at the yellow bandit. Her name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the rest of the letters in there went. I, I use she, her pronouns. <laughs> I use she, her pronouns. There you go. And my Instagram's at the yellow bandit. You think I'm going to edit out? Give you that nope. one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh, the waste of time. Give the people what they want. Yeah. And uh, this week we have our good friend April on. And if you want to introduce yourself, how you identify pronouns and your Instagram if you want. Sure. I'm April. I am a lesbian. I use she, her pronouns. Yay. And my Instagram is newly April Ariel underscore. Like that. Cool. April Ariel underscore. Capital April, capital Ariel. <laughs> Capital underscore. <laughs> Capital underscore. Whatever. Um, and this week we're going to be talking about politics. Covering the ticks. <laughs> I'm, I felt nervous initially because I feel ignorant about politics. I also choose to feel ignorant about politics because I feel like I would feel upset like everyone else if I engaged in learning about the information. So thanks for coming to tell us about the stuff. <laughs> Yeah, there is, uh, you're not wrong, there's a lot to be upset about, Um, but there are also a lot of really good things that are happening every day that we don't, they don't make the headlines that we don't get to hear about, so I'm happy that we're starting to dig into this, because I think it's something, after 2016 happened, I think people either became incredibly engaged or like incredibly disillusioned, Mm -hmm. and there's like not a lot of middle ground. Um, but hopefully enough time has passed that we're like recovering uh, enough to prepare for 2020, which is going to be a big year for our country. Yeah. Um, before we dive in, uh-huh. do you want to tell us a little bit about you so that our uh, uh, listeners can know who you are? So they don't get to hang out with you like every weekend like we do. So. Oh, I forget about that. Yeah. Um, who you are, what you do, whatever you want to tell us. Yeah. So I, um, as I said earlier, I identify as a lesbian. Um I have been born and raised in Texas pretty much my entire life. Um, I went to University of Texas, Hook'em Horns, uh, and I bleed burnt orange, which is really sad for me during football season. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also a Cowboys fan because I'm from Dallas. So it's like Cowboys. It's so unfortunate for you. I don't like orange. the Cowboys. I'm with you. I like the Cowboys. But it's unfortunate. They're America's <laughs> team, and I love them. But it's painful. It's just like every... Every fall, I'm just like really sad. Most well, it starts out really well. well yeah, yeah, like, it's fun. Like, yeah, like, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a great time. And then they just like completely <clears throat> fall apart, and it's like, well, that's yep, that, that's usually what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was an athlete at UT, which makes it especially frustrating because I know like the system and the structure they have for the athletes. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just don't feel bad for them for continuing to let us not getting better. You're supposed to get better as the season goes do along. Do you guys know what sport she played in college? Yeah. Don't tell me if you know. Do you, do you know? Yes. Do you know? I was going to guess. Okay, what the fuck? I want to guess. I want to guess. Because I'm sitting next to Michelle Obama's arms right now. I want to guess Javelin. But I'm... <laughs> that's a solid weird What did you do? What was I, it? I rode crew. Ooh, that's not even close. No. Why did you do that? It's obscure. Yeah. It is obscure. I was like, Chad spear a person for sure. Um, okay, hope. cool, 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 cool. Yeah, that's fun. If and when the apocalypse come, I hope I'm ready for that. I always really enjoy, I walk over the Riverside Bridge and I always really enjoy watching the rowers and whomever's yelling at them. 
It looks a lot. I've noticed it looks a lot easier from a distance. It looks so easy. When you're in that boat, it's like fucking panic mode. Like, holy shit, am I dying? Are we dying? Is something wrong? Are we sinking? Is the wind happening? Or is this just me fucking up? Really? A lot of, yeah. Because it looks like... kayaked one time. Because <laughs> it looks like if I could get eight of my best friends to ever be on time at the same point to do anything, Absolutely then not. we could probably row a bow. But... Probably, yeah. I'll never get that. That first thing that happened. <laughs> We'd be going in circles, you know that. Guys, we should do it. I'll be, it'll be tea time. I'll still be asking for the address. April, uh, you're telling us about yourself. Have you <laughs> always, um, have you for the most part felt like you're a lesbian? Yeah. I yeah. thought you were going to say, have you always had great arms? <laughs> <laughs> I always felt like your arms were that. Did you come out curling? I just want to know what your secret is. You couldn't is. see, but Chris was gesturing at the shoulder. <laughs> I was... <laughs> Honestly, to be compared to Michelle Obama in any sense, this is actually the highest compliment you can get yes. in relation to Michelle Obama, um, which makes me feel good because I quit CrossFit with should him. Put, you like should six put that ago. sticker on your car, Michelle Obama's arms, mm-hmm. and then the arm emoji. Someone should be making that yep. sticker. That business idea. Um, yeah, you um, always felt like you always felt like you're a big fat queer. Um, <laughs> it it um, that's a technical term. Yeah. <laughs> is that on the? Is that like on the boxes you can check? Uh, yeah. It's not. It's not Gang my volume. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. I grew up in a really religious family, um, and I know that people say that a lot. I think um, my family was not only very religious, but they're actively engaged in advancing. They, my dad was a preacher mm, they would mm-hmm. establish their own churches in different areas we literally i've lived most of my life in texas but we did move cross country for a time because they felt that at that point they were called to start a new church um in pennsylvania so i we have very been very much been active not only in attending church but mm-hmm. being part of it totally um so that yeah so anyone who's familiar with that kind of like storyline mm-hmm. growing up understands like mm-hmm. it's really difficult so much so that I remember the first time I made out with a girl. Um, actually, I think 2020 is the 10 year anniversary. So like, cheers, 10 year anniversary. Yes. Cheers, cheers. Kissing those pretty lips for 10 whole years. <laughs> yes, please. Um, I remember the first time I kissed a girl, I freaked the, I just panicked afterwards. And I was like, this can't be me. Like, I don't fit the, I very much thought like, lesbians have short hair and wear quote unquote boy clothes and like, or they're like super emo. Like I just had like this really weird misconception of like what you had to be to be mm-hmm, a lesbian. Mm-hmm, I thought every mm-hmm, trans mm-hmm. guy was Chaz Bono, so. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Not really. Not was really. the only trans person I'd ever seen, and I was like, that's some rich people do. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Boxes. They have to like Chaz box. Yeah. Like I was like, that doesn't look anything like yeah. me. I'm not. Rosie O'Donnell box. <laughs> yeah, Rosie, like, <laughs> there's, only, there's two lesbian players. You can be Ellen DeGeneres yeah. or Rosie O'Donnell, and neither one. Is you know. In yeah. my head, I was Kira Knightley from Domino. Ooh, I was like, yeah, I'm whatever, I'm whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> she's straight in that movie, though. She just looks gay. Right? The whole time in my head, she's gay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the whole time I'm watching the movie, she's gay. Something like that. I, don't, I literally watch it in a daze, yeah. just You're staring like, at Kira Knightley. Like, yeah. You're like, I've never heard this I yeah, I don't know. My that bl- movie is sound. My headphones are just playing like a soundtrack to something I love. Well, she's <laughs> on. It's just Pony by Genuine. Yeah. <laughs> 
at CrossFit this morning, that song came on at 5.45. I was That's like, it is too early. It don't do anything for me in the morning. <laughs> Unless you stayed up till 5.45, and then it is not too early. Oh, my gosh. I'm crying. Okay, so. Okay. Um, so, I, I just, yeah, panicked. She felt yeah. super guilt. Yeah, Can I ask super, what religion? Uh, yeah, my parents are like a mix of like Pentecostal, charismatic branch which if you're familiar those um is charismatic a technical religious term we don't know it's yeah it's, i was like am i it's not like, I was like a, oh, shoot, am i a religion <laughs> no, it's not. oh i want to be that it's charismatic a, kind of. yeah, <laughs> i'm a charismatic so charismatic churches are those where you see people speaking in tongues falling out under the spirit got they've it, got, got tambourines uh-huh, and uh-huh. it's loud so they super and, feel it yeah like yeah. you're like all in it's kind of like when i go to like Secular concerts, and I'm like, oh, this is what church probably felt like for my parents. Like, I'm like, secular concerts, yeah. Like, is that like, mm, is that like, I felt like my friend, I call it rock band church. I feel like my friend took me to one of these, and they were like, hey, I was like, oh, I'm not really practicing. They're like, oh, come to my church, we're not a religion, and then it was just like rock band the whole time. Is it like a mega church? Maybe, and there was, there was definitely also a tongues moment. There are, yeah, there's. My parents' institutions, their churches didn't have <coughs> modernized music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like you had like a keyboard player. Totally. And the pastor. I was raised singing. Catholic. It was mostly organs and keyboards. Yeah. yeah so it's sure. like people are into it, but it's like mostly a keyboard and like <coughs> one person singing and like the rest of the congregation also singing and dancing and tambourines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So yeah, it was, they, they identify as non-denominational. Um, but it has those, if you're familiar with religious terminology and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. characteristics, they have um, <clears throat> personality traits similar to Pentecostal and charismatic type churches, which is, um, it's, it's interesting. Um, so, you know, and then they very much preach, they're very much into gender roles, they're very much into kind of... Um, Old Testament preachings. Mm-hmm. They kind of try to combine it's both the of the better testament, testament, in my opinion. The Old Testament. Courtney's a Jew. No, I didn't read that one. Sorry, <laughs> that's not what I meant. I meant the middle one. The Middle Testament. Yeah. They got wiped out by the Catholic I meant, Church. What's the prequel? I meant the prequel. <laughs> it's like a great the, the old, one. The Older Testament. It, it's, it's like the Chamber of Secrets. I don't know. <laughs> Yes. I'm going to hell so hard. Yeah. So hard. Um, it's no, probably sorry. not for that comment. <laughs> I think you're really got it. Oh, big fat clear. There's a whole special case for us. Oh, it's going to be so, so, so fun. fun. So, so fun. I hope it's the city that wins. It's, it's Barb's on a Tuesday night. That's what it is. Holy shit, my dream. Guys. <laughs> Like weird house trance. Four, four different rooms, four different rooms of music, one hundred and ninety-six people. A really long six bathroom. Bathrooms. Line. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No locks on half of No one's there till midnight. Double because there's twenty dollars. Toilet. <laughs> Which I just learned about this week. But in our fascinating. Do you call? Do you say a truck a, toilet? A trough. trough? Toilet. That, oh yeah, yeah, they like pee like into like, like a, a yeah, 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 into like, like a, a large a bathtub. Yeah, <laughs> it's I think super it's like hot, let me tell old. You. I think it's like older style, or it's like money saving, right? One appliance <laughs> everyone pees into versus four pee appliances, right? 
Houston. Apparently cool. they exist in UT Stadium. <laughs> I think we've moved they off. They exist uh, in a lot of places. So. Anyway, anyway, now that we're into okay. urinal architecture. But, <laughs> this episode's about right. urinals. So we learned this episode's it's hardcore about bathroom renovations. I'd really uh, like to know uh, who the fuck thought that a toilet wasn't a good enough urinal when they went to the urinal. They're like, you know what? We had to pee too far. You know what's wrong with this? Men need a It's horizontal. I'd like one that's vertical. I want something but more great. I hope you don't have to shit while you're peeing because then you'll have to I want the my other toilet. to bounce off the backboard and then go in. Yeah, it splashes a lot, y'all. I know, just saying. I know. Whatever. Also, some of them are real tall. Yeah. Do men so ever? Boys, I hate like the little So camera. boys are gross. <laughs> but do men, this is a theory. <laughs> do men ever like go pee and then they're like, oh, I have to actually shit and then they have to like yeah, no, what do you do? Oh, you have to like wait for the they other stuff or something. The, no, know. I bet they know. Just like <laughs> boys, just like girls, <laughs> just like know when me. they have to take a shit. <laughs> they probably go just to the bathroom. <laughs> Men, they're just like us. <laughs> Um. Except for a lot of stuff. Okay. Except <laughs> for so completely different. All right, all right. So um, you're so you told anyway. charismatic. Can yeah. I just for a question? What's the, what would be the opposite of charismatic in this? Catholic, probably. Like okay, you, okay, you okay. Sit yes. in the pew. It's like super shame based. <laughs> less, less, more so like your behaviors in church. Like you sit in the pew. Yes. You get up when told. You sit down when told. You don't you make kneel. You don't make sounds. No, no, no. No, Not unless we're all singing together. Right. It's the hymnals. Do. Right. And then you're reading from the book, yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably gonna say like, cool. Halfway, okay, probably, cool. Yeah, good to know. Which my mom is from Mexico, so mm-hmm. I'm culturally Catholic. Mm-hmm. So it was fascinating to be like with my parents, like in these charismatic churches, and then like summertime and Christmas at mass, being like, "This is it. We just we just sit here and we're quiet. We just Super listen. Quiet. Yeah, we just listen to this guy talk. Yeah, like, try not to fall asleep. I kind of dig it though, because it's like so extreme that on one end I'm like, I can just sit here and listen. That's cool. I'll stay here for an hour. Mm-hmm. I know what's coming. Like, there's a book that tells you what you're gonna say. What's next? Here's yep, I always fall asleep. <laughs> Um, but That's amazing. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I did reject it really hard at first because I um, am pretty feminine. I love makeup. I love dresses and heels. Um, I just didn't think that I fit into that box, so I thought something was wrong with me. Um, so I abruptly acquired a boyfriend. <laughs> That's how yeah. you do it. Abruptly acquired That's a boyfriend. That's the move. Throw, mm-hmm. That'll throw the scent off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's my boyfriend, Jeff. <laughs> Bye, I'm giving a hang with my friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, and got super involved in church. And then I remember my boyfriend then at one point confessed that he loved me. <gasps> and I was like, whoo! I'm going to rethink this whole How thing. did that make you feel? Did it feel it like a surprise not. when he said it? <laughs> Yeah. He told me at church. Uh, no that's way. the kind of like, yeah, we were oh. at our like youth church yeah. like group. So it's like Wednesday night. And yeah. We're like- and where, and he like told me he loved me. Like, I remember we were outside of the sand volleyball courts. And, um, and you were just watching the girls play like, sand wow. volleyball. And he was like, April, I love you. I, <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. Wow. Is that that is so sweet. That means a lot. Yeah. I went back inside. I talked to my friends. I was like, because he had driven me. So I was like, I need you to take me home. <laughs> and then I went back out and I broke up with him. And then my friend took me home and it was all good. Like, damn. That poor guy. Holy no, cow. but he is, he did get married right did out of college. Did you kiss, it, kiss and or anything? And now he's divorced. Uh, yeah, we, oh, but that's it. Because like he, this is a story that I think I should have known at this point I was gay. He did this like quote unquote cute thing because we were like juniors and seniors in high school where anytime we pulled up to a red light, 
cute. Like when a kiss at red light, it's like so sweet, so oh, cute. That is not a move. I hated red that light. Was <laughs> I was not. You're down. like, run it, run it. You're like, go <laughs> for it. You're all pushing his leg. You're all pushing his leg. You're like, step on it. <laughs> Yellow means go. Yeah. No, I think you're colorblind. That's definitely green. Please go. Uh, I hated red lights. Um, which is probably like how That's I should have amazing. known. That's I remember like in my younger years before I had this boyfriend, like boys would invite me over and be like, hey, my parents are home. You want to watch a movie? And I'd be like, fuck no. But then like girls would invite me over and be like, yeah, definitely. Are your parents home? And like run over there. Um, I literally one time, it was my town was completely snowed out which is very rare in Texas, but I walked from my house to this girl's house because she invited me over because her parents were gone. So I walked in the snow like three miles. You were like, UPS, you're like, last mile delivery, bitch. I don't care. Snow, sleet, or hail. Yeah. Did you, um, did you kiss this girl? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, Definitely. Good. Okay, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Okay. This is, yeah. This is the same girl, okay. the same girl from age 15. Um, which then, so after I broke up with him, I had kind of found Tumblr at that point. Um, and Tumblr, I think, changed, go. I think Tumblr changed, like, a lot of our lives. I was never, I didn't, oh, yeah. I was never a Tumblr person. Tumblr was the first time I saw other queer people represented outside of, like, the mainstream social, like, How old do you platform. think you were? You're getting into Tumblr. How old is this? 16 or, what age or is this? 16, 17. Okay. Yeah, so I was, like, still at that point of, like, really struggling, still trying really hard to be straight, <coughs> but then, like, finding these other people and being like, wait, like, they look like this girl's feminine, yeah. like... This girl's doing whatever the fuck she wants. Like she's wearing whatever she wants. Like it was um, really enlightening. Femmes on the L word. You didn't watch that. Yeah, but like I was also very acutely aware that most of them were actually heterosexual, and they're also like oh the old thirty five. Yeah, (laughs) they were like adults. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. They were all like. All the women on the old world, I was, I had crushes on them, like I had crushes on my camp counselors, you know? Yeah. Like, like I yeah, like, I'll never, yeah, I know it'll never happen, but like, maybe one time we can sit But close do you know what show really fucked me up as a kid? South of Nowhere. Do you remember that yes. show? Yeah. I used to I want it Nick it. at night, and oh, so it's like, late time. It's ringing a bell, it's yeah, ringing right. a bell. And it's got a lesbian, it's, I think, I think she's bisexual. One of them is a lesbian, one's bisexual. I don't remember because it's been so long, but I remember being like 12 at sleepovers with my cousin, and she'd be asleep, and I'd still be up watching TV. Because she never gave me the oh, blanket, yes. so it's freezing. Because it had yeah. the home, it had girl from, um, what's his name with Drake? What was that one with Drake? Uh, Degrassi. Degrassi, yeah, because it had that girl from yeah. Degrassi, right? This so, is all over Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold yes. on, hold on. Who's the cast on this? Y'all go, I'll tell you. Who Two hot is. girls, I don't know. Oh, Mandy Musgrave and Gabrielle Christian, which they were, like, so hot when yeah. we were that age. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, like, I remember watching that Nick at Night alone, the only one awake being like, Holy shit. Yeah, I remember South of Nowhere. Yeah, so that that one got me. Um, but yeah, so I, I had found Tumblr, um, which is actually where I found my first real girlfriend <laughs> was via Tumblr. Um, so after I after that boy told me he loved me and I was like, oh shit, um, I ended up going back to my friend who I, we had made out when we were younger. We made out again. I was like, definitely confirmed. This girl? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were confirmed. like, yo, can I check something real quick? <laughs> yeah. Was she um, gay? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's cool though. Like Lindsay's met her. Like we see her when we go to Dallas from time to time. Um, <clears throat> we are both instrumental, obviously, in our coming out stories. Um, luckily, I mean, I was really horrible to her when I was in that self-rejection phase. I actually mm. bullied her off of the basketball team, um, which was like really horrible, like internalized homophobia. 
like I was just consumed with internalized homophobia. And so I put it to her because it's like the only person I had ever made out with. So I was like, yeah, like we're going to go after this girl so that I don't feel shitty about myself. Totally. Really was not a great teenager. Um, but since I think actually, that's how we all learn. Yeah. Since coming out, like she and I are friends, like we're great. She was very, very gracious in her forgiveness of the way she did her from like six, six, 15, 16, 17, 18. Um, and been gay as fuck ever since. Yeah, it's been nice. It's been really great. Like yeah. I really ten ten would recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I used to <laughs> would do yeah. again. Yes. I remember. I, I think back to like. I think back like how should I have known when I was like really in these church groups like you'd have these like small intimate church groups with like four to six of like your close friends at church and you would share like the struggles you're going through and you would meet early Sunday mornings before the big big church and like talk about life and like grow together preachers prefer big church uh yeah and so um I remember they would talk like oh my gosh like I am struggling so hard like they had boyfriends and like my boyfriend like I want to I want to progress further in our physical relationship and I just like know that I shouldn't basically they, they wanted to be abstinent right and wait for marriage but they were and feeling it they were feeling but they the wanted feels. to yeah they were feeling and the I feels. remember sitting there like such a little bitch <laughs> being like <laughs> I don't struck with that at all. Like, I don't want to have sex with any boys. I You're just, like, Skrr. I still like, think boys are so smelly mm-hmm. and gross. Well, I had a boyfriend this whole during this time, and I remember being like, mm-hmm. I just God must have like chosen me because like I don't feel this way at all. I have no problem <laughs> waiting till marriage. I like just cannot relate to these things that you're going oh, through. But like, no. don't just don't give in. He did chose with you. He yeah. chose yeah. with you he to like, like I was such a dick. Yeah, abstinent in a heterosexual relationship. It's being gay. <laughs> and I was just like such a dick about it. Like they were like I being know. like so vulnerable, and I was like. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> and then I remember that exact same small group. A different girl walked into our small group I had never met before. And I was like, whoop, who's that? Really? Uh, and then we actually held hands at church camp while my boyfriend was there. It was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just friend mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for sure. Just friend <laughs> yeah. stuff. Just friend stuff. Um, just supporting each other yeah. through Christ. It's like, now I'm like, I should have known. Um, and that's not to talk badly about those people because actually, of everyone at my high school, like, people did not really react well when I was outed. And of everyone in my high school, the people who are still my friends are my friends from that small group. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, wow, interesting. You were yeah. outed? Yeah, oh yeah. Out of my parents at home and then outed at school. Who outed you? Um, my basketball teammates. Same! Like yeah. as a group? Um, as, as a duo, there were two. They um, were like... Who are supposed to be my best friends. Hi, mother and father of April. We would like to tell you that we think April. <laughs> like no. My parents, had, my parents actually outed me twice. They like to forget about the first one. <laughs> yeah, they just like pretend it didn't happen because like I got a boyfriend after that. And so like the last one was more significant. They were like, oh, psych, 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 psych. But at school, I was outed at school separately from my parents. Um, we're, so, okay, broke up with that guy. I was like on Tumblr and trying to figure things out. And I was actually supposed to hang out with these two girls who were like my best friends on the basketball team. And we, again, remember, we were really mean to this girl, Caitlin. We were just like fucking horrible to her. And so like, these are my three best friends. And like, we were supposed to hang out, but I did like that teenager thing where like, you have to clean your room, but you just like accidentally fall asleep instead, like on the floor. You're like, I'm exhausted, so I put everything (laughs) under the bed. Done. So I fell asleep. And when I woke up, like they were already at the movie we were supposed to go to. So I, texted Caitlin and I was like hey what are you doing tonight and she's like actually my grandparents are out of town and they asked me to house it I'm having a party you should come Fuck. 
So I went, I got fucked up off screwdrivers, and we made out. In high school? Yeah. This was uh, my senior year. And uh, turns out there were other people at said party who witnessed that, and it got back to the two girls that I had bailed. They basically thought, like, you bailed on us to go make out with this girl who we hate, who you said was a lesbian, right? And, like, you didn't like her because of this. Like, what the fuck? And then proceeded to then bully me the same way i mean i got my just desserts straight up like bullied me the same way that we had bullied her um tried to fight fist fight me on the basketball court in practice i got kicked out because that's how texas works and then tried to fight me in the locker room and then told the school now that they're that everyone's older did are either of them yeah one of them yeah for sure definitely yeah yeah Yeah. definitely okay one of them straight up all the way yeah the other one um no idea. Still hiding it? Cool. Got it. <laughs> yep. Repressing it. Figured. Yeah. I mean, the only reason you're motivated to, like, be so aggressive that way, right, is because you're hiding something. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, long story short, no, did not always accept it, but um, just, like, cannot believe that I didn't because I am so gay. <laughs> and you're, like, very out and proud now, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it was actually Tumblr girlfriend that, who we actually dated for, like, three years. Tumblr girlfriend um, was actually connected to a girl on the rowing team, which is what I did at Texas. So when I became a freshman, when I was here as a freshman, there was a sophomore who knew who I was through my girlfriend because that was her ex. Because the web, man. Just like the web. So she actually outed me to the entire UT rowing team, which at first made me terrified. And I remember like when they came to me asking me about my gayness, like in the first month of school, me being like, holy shit, what? Did and you, then, were you like, no, no, it's like not that serious? And then you were like really on up to it because that's what I was the rugby team. I, it, it was just too late. <laughs> you're like, you're gay. And I was you like, were no, like, no, my girlfriend's like an exception. Like, I don't know. I'm still figuring shit out. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. And then like, I made out with like eight square. girls at the first rugby party. And I was like, no, I'm super kidding. Yeah. It was, I just like panicked. And then they're like, no, don't worry. Like, we know, like, Kenna told us. And I was like, okay. Oh, so, this like, is Kenna that we've, we've met. Yeah. Ah, yeah. And it's actually she and I are. are really good friends like the web works in weird ways but she out, outed me not like maliciously but just being like oh there's a girl in the freshman class who d- is dating it's my family, ex family. yeah who, who we are Eskimo sisters <laughs> um, and that actually saved me all the anxiety of having to come out in college because she had outed me you're telling us about UT so you went to UT and then where'd you go what'd you so, do I, um, what'd you study there so I was really not sure about school in general um I was always really good at school but I was the first person in my family to go to college Mm -hmm. and so no one really like Mm. tells you like Mm -hmm. here's what you study or like here's Mm -hmm. what you don't study so I came in studying history because I love history and then people were like you're never gonna make any money you can't get a job with that and you're like and I was like shit which is actually funny now because my boss's husband has three degrees in history he's a PhD uh and he's a doctor of history and he makes great money so people lie what does he do he's a professor at lbj uh, okay yeah well you have to be like a professor or researcher if you study history <laughs> yeah um but yeah so no one really told me so i came in studying history and then i was like i need to figure out something that like makes me money joke because i work for the government now <laughs> um <laughs> but i was like but i also didn't know what i was, was gonna do but i was like i'm good at words i'm good at people like i can talk like public relations that's what i'm gonna do so i like could have been in sales for anything Okay, Probably, keep, I'm, I'm listening, I'm listening. Money. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I switched over to that, and then not... Also, I was so busy with rowing, it took up, like, 20 to... Th- it took up over 20 hours, sometimes 30 hours a week of my time. I just did not have time to think about life after rowing. 
Um, and so I did PR, and then my senior year, I talked to our graduate assistant who was at the LBJ School for, for Public Affairs, and she was about to go work for Sylvester Turner, who was the mayor of Houston and is currently running for Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was doing, like, really cool stuff. And so I was like, how do I get to where you are? And she's like, oh, like, public public affairs and policy, and that's what you do. So then I applied for a program that was public affairs, uh, public policy, and business. So I had, like, a really small minor. At UT? Yeah. Okay, I did cool. a minor through the business school in public policy and business. Um, so I graduated, and I took my first job as an adult, paid internship, like, Ten dollars an hour. <laughs> All right, what's up? Mm-hmm. I worked two unpaid internships. So. Okay. I did my I did, well. I did my unpaid internships in school. Um, so I got yeah first un yeah un, uh, paid internship at a PR at a pretty big PR firm. Um, which is where all the cool stuff they teach you is supposed to happen. Like big clients like the United States Army and Verizon and Shell and like these people with huge budgets and really cool activations. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, was not into it. And the, the client that I really liked was the National uh, Domestic Violence Hotline, which actually was a pro bono client. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started, like, kind of, like, getting back in my mind and thinking and thinking. And then I started reach. I reached back out to that same graduate assistant being like, actually, I really do think I want to do what you're doing. How, again, how do I get there? Because my degree's not in this. So she did some email introductions, and I basically spent the next, like, three to six months mm-hmm. buying a ton of coffee for people. Really? Just, like, please can I take you to coffee? Please can I, like, pick because your Because you're trying to get a network. government job? I was or... trying to network my way into the Capitol at that point. Okay. My little brother has been applying for jobs at the Capitol to work for any and everyone you for, like, to. six or so months, and he is not getting anywhere and i'm like bro i don't think you will unless you know someone exactly that's exactly true actually so i spent right like six months like buying people coffee like begging people for 30 minutes of their time like please how can i get started i'll do i'll work for free like i'll do anything shout out to Lindsay, who was paying my bills yeah girl (laughs) get you you. Uh daddy who pays your bills sugar mama that's the key to doing what you love. Mm-hmm. Date someone with money. Date someone rich. Get someone to pay your bills. I think regardless, get someone to pay your bills. Should yeah. be a goal of all Do of we this. love, but don't pay for it. Yeah. Um, yes. We are an advice podcast. <laughs> so I, I ended up like networking with a couple of people. Um, and I... I eventually ended up getting into the Capitol um, because they had someone drop out of a position and they needed me to fill it in the middle of session, which is a crazy time of year. And so I dropped that internship literally that week and moved to that. And when I met our legislative director who hired me, eventually we became friends. And at the end of session, she told me, I have to tell you something. I actually remember seeing your resume and your application when you first applied for this job six months before we hired you. And I threw it out because I didn't know you and you didn't have what I thought was relevant experience. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so straight up, like anyone, I, to, speaking to your brother, like you have mm-hmm. to, it's who you know. It sucks, but it's who you know first and then what you know in so many instances. I feel so bad for um, Yeah, I, I would not say that I am by any stretch of the imagination qualified so to talk qualified. to people about politics. Super qualified. Um, We're all totally qualified to talk to people about do sexuality, you know what, uh, gender. Do you know what we have third, so many relevant the, degrees in the that. The third Google on my phone today was, what are we voting for? I, I Googled, what's a caucus? caucus? That's a fair question. That's a fair question. I watched it on TV for an hour and I was like, 
this is stupid. This makes sense. They're in a gym <laughs> and they're just hurting, they're literally just hurting them and yeah. they're just like go to this this group corner. Now. Yeah, Wait, I wish someone would throw a bunch of dodgeballs in there. And then they said that it's happens. like 90% white people. That's I'm Iowa. Like, That's Iowa. This is weird. Yeah. Can, uh, okay. Okay. So we should might as well just dive into it, right? Yeah. Okay. We're talking about politics. April's gonna try to answer all of the questions that we have. Um, do you know what happens in Iowa? Yes. Yeah, I do. Which which is a fair question because what happens in Iowa is not what we do in Texas to decide what happens um, as far as these races go. So we have what's called a primary mm-hmm. in Texas, mm-hmm. um, which. At the time of this recording, today is the last day to register to vote. By the time you're listening to this, it's too late. I'm sorry. It'll you have to wait in, for the general, which is still fine. Um, so we have early voting. So we have what's called a primary. Yeah, in she's Texas. not qualified. She's getting notifications. She's like, <laughs> you can anyone can set it on their iPhone. Oh, uh, the results are here from the caucus. And I'm like, yeah, is that next to the cochlea in my earbuds? Because I don't know what's happening. It's actually plural, plural for cock. Oh my god! All of the caucuses. In this room, you will now pull out your caucus and vote. <laughs> That's how it works, right? You got it. Oh, you got it. 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 Not a real exit. <laughs> it's whatever. It's like whatever was the last movie I watched. <laughs> it's in there. It was Inglorious Bastards. I was like, I almost said, was it Inglorious Bastards? Did you really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, oh. I love that guy. I can't think of his name. If you weren't here, this is the education the people would be getting. Yeah, and which is still relevant. I think. Okay, um, so. so we have a primary. So. There are two stages, essentially, of voting where you have a primary and a general. Okay. So in your primary, people in the Republican Party are running against each other for the same nomination. People yes. in the Democratic Party are running for the same nomination. People in other parties that aren't as... Other parties. Upon, There's, yeah. like, Green Party yeah. and, like, Libertarians. Are they still a party? Or is that old? I think they're probably And then also, is, is the Tea Party still a party? Independent Party. Yeah. Yeah. Part, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a history joke. Yeah. Yeah. Party. That was good. Um, I'm sure they're it still somewhere. My if you head to Philadelphia, myself, I'm sitting there. Um, yeah, so in, Independence, yeah, whatever. So everyone's trying to get the same nomination. Whoever gets nominated from each of the parties then faces off, which is what we usually see in the November time. So people usually, people usually pay less attention to the primaries, except for I think we're starting to increase our attention primaries to Primaries are by state? Yes. Um, so basically what happens in a primary or a caucus, so that's what it gets called. So a state so, either has a primary or a caucus? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So in Iowa, so what we do is like you go to the polls, right, on, in March or February if you're doing early voting, and you pick your candidate, right? Like, if you wanted to vote for Mayor Pete, like, instead of all the other Democrats, like, you vote for Mayor Pete and you send it in, and then the popular vote, right, determines who becomes the nominee for that party, the delegates that get assigned. if you live in Iowa, you all go to a gym and stand in a corner. Or if you live in a state that does a caucus, it's this... In my, it's this really interesting pro- process where instead of going to the you polls, can say it's bad shit. you show up <laughs> in a gym or a school or a church. And scream about. And like, if they do that, they have like the crowd ampometer and they just measure the loudness <laughs> of the crowd. They're like, all right, Democrats, cheer! And then they're like, Wah! They're like, if you like burning, it's like, oh, okay, that's 23, okay. Oh, yeah, he's dead. Oh, and the are yeah. And if they get okay. about 15, they can't leave their corner. That's I was, true. I was like That's reading true. this whole thing. Yeah. If, you get if they get above 15? 15% of the people in right. the gym, then they can't leave their corner. And if your person has less than 15, then you have to pick someone else's corner. And then they try to 
persuade you mm-hmm. to join Whoever has group. the coolest signs. I have a question. Is a caucus like a real, like, is there like a scientific end in someone? Yeah, they don't this have a primary. This is instead of a, a they, general, this is instead I mean, of a, like a popular vote. Yeah. Instead of the primary. But is it, but is it, okay, maybe, is it metricized based on like crowd loudness? How are no, they figuring no. it's, out? It's individual person, you count. One, two, three. Like people count. How do they as pick one those people? Again? And it only counts the people. Any, you have to be registered. Any person who is going show to show up. I looked this up today. Any person that's going to be eighteen the day of the election, so you don't have to be eighteen mm-hmm. today to do it, and register to vote, and you just have to be there on time. Mm-hmm. And you just show up. So now you're, you're part counting. of the caucus. You count as one vote for that state, and that whole for that. So yeah. for that precinct. Okay, so it's done by precinct, and is that different than, um, like, uh, what is it? It's not broken up by zip codes. What is it broken Counties? up Counties? Yeah, it's so, there are levels, so there's, you do your precinct caucus, right? It's so like, we, you guys live in, like, basically your neighborhood, whatever, like, extended neighborhood is a precinct. And so they do it by precinct, which means there are over, there are almost 1,700 precincts in Iowa. There's like 1,600 really? and something, something precincts. So every precinct has their own caucus. Which is why you can fit everyone into like a school gym or some sort of fit in. So basically you show up, right? If you are 18 or older, you're registered as a Democrat, which you have to do in Iowa. Yeah. Because um, in Texas, you can vote in it's either. A, it's an open primary in Texas. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I've heard there's like a strategy, right? Where a party will go into, okay, right. Yeah. They'll go to, to vote. Metal, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Continue. Yeah. You can do that. Um... In Texas, so in Texas, if you're Republican but you want to mess up the Democratic vote or whatever, you can go vote in the for the Democrat. Is it the primary separate? It's the same primary. You you have to go. To, you can either vote in the Republican primary primary or the Democratic primary, but you cannot vote in both. You can't you, vote in both. I think you, you don't, could vote in both. You can vote in one. You can alternate the next year and vote in the other one. But once could you vote in one. Primary, and then when the general election comes around, you can switch parties in Texas? You cannot switch your... like So in Texas, once you participate in a party's primary, you are affiliated with that primary, with that party okay. until the end of the calendar year. Okay, okay. It doesn't matter for the general, though, because you don't have to register as anything. So like you just vote whoever, just right? Vote. But for that year, once you cast the vote, let's say in the Republican primary, your affiliation is Republican for 2020. Got it. Um, so the, which shows up on your voter records. So the primary or the caucus determines who the candidates are that go to the general vote? Sort of. Yeah, okay, great. Sort of. So, like, tell me, doctor. So, starts at, like, so you have, like, a precinct, right? You have, like, all these people. So, like, left corner is going to be Joe Biden. Like, then this corner is Bernie. Then this corner is Amy Klobuchar. You know, like, people have, like, you mm-hmm. literally have Signs. physical designated space. Okay, that's weird. And then people congregate in those spaces, like Red Rover-ish. So it's a loitering situation. <laughs> yeah, Continue. but you're in, yeah, but in this public space. And then once the, there's multiple rounds of the caucus, the first round, once the first round is done, they count, right? Let's say there's 100 people in the room. Mm-hmm. They count. Okay, this corner has 17 people, so they have 17% of the vote. They are considered viable because once you meet, what, which is what Chris said, once you come above 15% of the population in that precinct caucus, you are a viable candidate. So, like, let's say Bernie gets, like, 18 people, right? He has 18% of the vote. But let's say Yang has two people. He only has 2% of the vote, so he's not viable. So, like, they do the whole first round. They, like, tally everything up. Okay, 
Here's the candidates that are viable. If you are not in a viable camp or if you're undecided, you have to move to the viable camp. You camps. then have to either move to a viable camp, join together to make a new, like then like, let's say Yang's supporters then wanted to like join up with um, Tom Steyer, like, they, like multiple candidates who are unviable, join together to then make whatever candidate they chose mm-hmm, to be viable. Mm-hmm. Or you can just drop out. You, like, you're, you can be like, yeah. I mean, we're like, not going to force you to vote. I'm going to Sonic. Yeah, you'd be like, fuck this. I'm out. And then you leave. Um, yeah, go out. Sonic's Sonic probably quarter, where they are going to go. It's quarter Coney Dogs time. <laughs> it's probably Dairy Queen up there. Is they it, I don't know. There? Do they have... I thought Dairy I Queen is Sonic's a southern thing. No, they have Dairy Queen in Virginia, so... Yeah. So... So it's caucus. It's not Okay. Okay. So they, states either have a primary or a caucus. Caucuses are counted by fiscal people, and then they, yeah, like... Yeah, so they have that first round. Everyone equals a percentage of how many people right. are in the room. They do the first round. They see who's viable. Second round, you have to either move into a viable camp, create your own viable camp, uh-huh. or drop out. And then at that point, they tally the totals, and they do what's called a delegate delegate equivalent. So each precinct gets like a num- quote unquote like number of delegates. Mm-hmm. And so like if you ended up with like if you ended up with a hundred percent right, you get if this precinct has two delegates or five delegates or however many like I guess it has to be like three, but uh, you get all of them right. But if it's split, then like then it gets you get split. a percentage. Yeah, okay. it gets like split, and so then, but th- so then those delegates from your precinct then go to your county and state caucuses, like their co- their conventions, and then you get to elect and vote on other delegates. So like if let's say all like all these Bernie delegates, and those from the people are counted again then there to become a new statistic. So it, yeah, it's a completely okay. separate okay. thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like you have like these thousands of you know you have all these whatever like precinct delegates that then go to the county or state convention and then they decide they vote and caucus and whatever on on they elect which delegates they want to go to the democratic national convention which happens in the summertime so like it's pretty easy then to understand how like the voting can be kind of rigged based on at least for caucuses, based on you know, I mean, who, like hey, knows about let's it? make sure. There? Yeah, exactly. Let's make sure we have a huge turnout. Let's make sure we're all in there first. You know, you know. Yeah. Well, that's um, what I said. Yeah. Was, like when I was watching it, they said it's really important for them, like campaigning on the ground in places with caucuses, because then they get people. So we covered caucuses, kind of. Yeah, so called yeah. primary. Yeah. It also kind of, Beautiful. to me, seems sort of like voter suppression-y. Like, how much time mm-hmm. are you willing to sacrifice of your night? Whereas, like, if mm-hmm. I go to vote, depending on how long the line is, like, I'm in and out, you know? Yeah, you so, like, like how long do you want to be at a cop? Well, what if you're working a night yeah. shift, yeah. right? Like, right. if you work oh. at non-standard industry quote-unquote non-standard industry like what are your hours can you be because the other thing is to participate in the caucus you have to be in line by 7 Mm p.m at 7 p.m you have to be in line or why can't we vote online already like seriously why do we have to change our addresses but guys the reason you can't is because if they actually collected the for real popular vote Uh then the electoral college would be way off and then they'd be like see we we need to get rid of the electoral college that's one of the things that we it's, we're, getting there, we're getting there. We're getting there. Burn it to the ground. We're getting there. We all collectively agree the electoral college is garbage. So. So the caucuses are a mess. But luckily in Texas, we don't have to show up into a random gym and like count Thank our God. physical selves. Um, which, Chris, I think you're right. There are a lot of barriers that that poses on people. Imposes on people. Um, we have primaries, but they're the first. And New Hampshire's the first with the primaries. So like, those are the first two states. And like. <clears throat> People take so much stock into like what happens there and like then mm-hmm. 
It's like a they're, barometer they're, for the rest of the they country. They are. Really. Statistically, historically, they We're have been good indicators. Are. The Iowa caucus has been a good indicator of who will be the nominee. Not necessarily the president, but... Jared whenever Summer it was Hillary and Trump yeah. versus Trump or whatever, and they were deciding whatever... I just saw this today. They said that Trump pulled so much higher in, all, in Iowa than Hillary. And, like, that is what... It ended yeah, up Iowa is super sent, rural, and Trump yeah, won based yeah, on electoral yeah, votes, which... So, like, even though Hillary came out as a people rural. to yeah. just stand around in those Iowa caucuses. Yeah, she came out with, like, 3% more than Bernie out of the Iowa caucus. Point but three. Oh, point three. three. And then, but then Trump was, like, almost 10, like 10% higher or something crazy. Yeah. And they were like, well, this was a really good indicator of what actually happened, except not, not yeah. the popular vote, but of the what the electoral college ended up being. So should we talk about the electoral college a little bit? Well, I think, okay, so moving down, <laughs> we wrote some questions. Moving down the sheet, who are we voting for in this election? We're voting for, obviously, the candidates for president. Yeah, I was like, I'm not telling you who to vote for. No, no, no. Talk, talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> we're voting for the candidates. Are we, uh, this is not no, a cycle No, the answer is whoever voting. the Democratic nominee is. Yeah. Yeah. I think right now the hashtag after the primaries is hashtag vote blue no matter who. Vote. <laughs> uh, which kind of like did, which really did not happen. I'm just like, um, okay, so we're voting for presidents. Who else is, are we voting also for senators or whatever? Is that right? Yeah, it depends on where you live, but where we live, um, in Texas. So last cycle, everyone remembers Beto's big race against Ted Cruz. Um, Senate election, Senate seats last, your term lasts six years. So right now, John Cornyn's seat is now up. And so he has a slew of Democrats running against. But you do have, if you live in Texas, you do have a Senate seat that's up. Um, You have, it gets less, no. So pretty much people are like familiar with their like presidential elections or familiar with their Senate races. They may be familiar with their House of Representative races. Is every state doing a Senate this year? Depending on the terms. They're staggered at six years, so I don't. I can't say for certain. That okay, so the Senate seats are staggered at six years, and every state votes for that. It's in a different time cycle. And every state it's has not, different numbers of Senate seats? No. Oh, that's the House of Representatives. We have the same. Okay, great. We have the same amount of senators. Yay. We got two each. Yeah. Right? Yes. There's one hundo. And you're... So this is re- the, the There's a big face hundy of senators. Yeah. That's what I do now. Yeah. So your representatives are based off the population. So, like, you know, history class, back when, like, big states versus small states, mm-hmm. and, like, how are we going to put our government together, like... Like we're gonna fight. We're gonna and come we up with like, this compromise. We're in Texas, and yeah, we're gonna secede. Yeah, we did that too. <laughs> we're gonna keep um, that on the table. <laughs> um, so your your House representatives is based off population, which is based off the census, which is happening this year. Mm-hmm. Redistricting. Every 10. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So please participate in your in the Senate Senate in the census. Count. Be a person. Would you recommend that we lie about our party affiliation in the census so that they will fuck up the gerrymandering? <laughs> uh, that's interesting. That is an um, interesting idea. That's my However, idea. I feel, like it's, I, feel, I feel like this is just not widespread enough. Or, it, idea for or it could backfire tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. Or we could just, just... In order to get the your vote that they or your race. I do lie about those things. <laughs> but do they even ask your party affiliation on the census? <laughs> not on the census, no. They That's probably they, they go off. back and they match it up to your voter's registration, you I'm You'd be sure, better off lying then. about your identity. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that, too. I am a rich, white, old man. My name is Charles Reginald. You only think it's Christina Rogers. Um... 
Yeah, but yeah, and actually, yeah, the whole census is fucked up, especially in this time. Because How does it work? Do we get like an email? You can you send get a it, piece of mail. Yeah, right? you can like do it online. I think this year is the first year, first time you can do it online. Oh, you can cool. do it in the mail. If you don't answer, they send people around to your doors to be like, "Hello, yeah, we're trying to fill out the here. census." Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they'll send people around to try to count, but. We still always, always undercount because you have these marginalized populations who don't want to people to know that they're here because they're either undocumented, so you which have, can be counted. You have your Senate seats. You also have um, House of Representatives that is up every two years. So okay. based on where you live, you can vote for your representative. You have um, State Board of Education, which doesn't get talked about a lot. There are certain places that are up. I think five and ten are the places that are up right now. Um, and Texas is opening our sex ed curriculum for the first time in a long time. Um, and those State Board of Education people are who sets the curriculum. So the fact that we learn like about Columbus being like this cool dude who like made friends with everyone, even though he's a fucking rapist and a murderer. He's a super killer. State Board of Education <laughs> yeah. is like who set that curriculum in motion. And like all the things that we have done as part of like white erasure except by our State Board of Education. So that election matters. So you're talking about that, so that who we elect for the education has to do with the sexual... Um... In part, they set their curriculum mm. for all state public schools. Okay, cool. So, because um, I didn't know... That's interesting, though, because the guest we're having next week is actually a sex educator, so Perfect. that is relevant. Good. Cool. Okay, so I have a question. What... In your opinion, what do the candidates look like? Who are our top women or pro White. women or pro women candidates? And then who's pro queer, who's anti queer? What can you tell us? Obviously, I haven't tried to follow this. And you're talking about the presidential level? I, yeah, sure. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the only race that matters. Yeah. I I, I will, the, the only thing I wanted to add is we kind of started talking about the other races that are happening in Texas. Yeah. Your city council races are happening. Your there's a lot of judicial seats. That and are, you work for city council. I do work for a city council member. Yeah. So you're um, very like I'm people finally attuned. No, but, but <laughs> like but like people only really like tune in to the presidential election, but actually like Truly. local elections have a lot more elected. effect on your daily life than presidential elections do. But most people don't educate themselves on them. Don't even go out and vote because they don't even really realize that it's like a thing. I used to just party vote. <laughs> well, and our city council races are nonpartisan. Oh. So if you straight ticket vote, which actually also no longer exists per the last legislative session. That's how long you it's been since I voted. I well, this is that just this just happened. Election. This just happened. Okay. Um but straight ticket voting will not get you to your so a lot of your local like your school board races and your city council races are nonpartisan, which means you have to get to that race to vote in it and they actually have now done away with straight ticket voting which means you have to go through each race wow. to vote um, which was also like a which is better because it's extremely uninformed to just go I vote Republican Party you know that, but that's how a lot of people because people don't pay attention mm-hmm. like they're just like okay I'm just gonna vote all Democratic mm-hmm. like and people who would have like, what you see is you have Republicans who have the time and the privilege. Mm-hmm. This is a stereotype. This is just a generalization. Sure, sure, sure. Have the time and the privilege to go through, and they know, they mm-hmm. are smart enough to know that their locality. They've had the time to sit at their desk and designate, like, Google their, their tax rates. Yeah. And so they'll go all the way through, but Democratic voters um, don't always do that. And so they don't, so they won't get down to those lower races. And now they're taking away straight ticket voting. You're, you may, we'll see what happens, but, like, a lot of people 
may not go beyond what they're familiar with. Because you right. can only, like, you could just vote for, like, one thing and you could not, then mm-hmm. not vote for anything yep. else. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, there's no requirement that you must vote in everything on the ballot because there's a lot, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on the ballot. There's pages of stuff on the ballot. So, like, we have a lot of um, judicial seats that are up for election. So, right now, we have a couple of, of seats in Austin that where judges sit that were appointed by a Republican party, like a Republican-controlled um, system that were appointed that now have Democratic candidates that are running for that seat, which will probably, once they win their primary, they'll probably win because it's Travis County. Do you say judges? You're talking about, like, the judges that oversee, like, court cases? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the type of, like, for example, like, one of the courts that's up is our domestic violence court. Mm-hmm. So, like, the presiding judge over domestic violence cases mm-hmm. um, is up for election right now. People running, okay. There are people running in that seat. So, we and we have... Um, like our our state supreme court, it's the Texas state. We have a supreme court of Texas. Those are elected positions. Um, that's up right now. We have uh, a lot of district courts that run different types of cases that are up right now, mm-hmm. and those decide a lot. Those decide a lot more than people realize. Like one of the Republican strategies on a nationwide scale has been to fill all these positions, like appoint as many judges as possible. Because mm-hmm. like, let's say you make a law, right? And like someone wants to be like, no, fuck that law. I'm going to sue you. Yeah, like that law is bullshit. And then it goes to court and like you have a judge decide on it. Like, well, if you've mm-hmm. appointed this super conservative mm-hmm. judge, judge like, you uphold it. Mm-hmm. And then you just like make it so much harder. Are judges mm-hmm. lifetime appointments or? It depends on the seat. Depending. Yeah, it just depends. Um, but, you know, it, and it can be overwhelming. There's a lot of like judges that are up right now. And mm-hmm. So those are, yeah. So, and those are like local, those are like people that you know that will be interacting with those judges. Um, so you have those and then you also have your county attorney and your district attorney who set the policy for some of these things and you have your city council members. So there are a lot of races and it does take a lot of time to like know, um, but it's worth it. And you have many well, you have primaries coming up in a month if you're mm-hmm. in Texas, but mm-hmm. you have many, many, many months until the general to like tune into that. And What's I very the much general election. It's in November. Okay. Is it always on the same day? It's always on the, the twenty. The, no, it's on no. a Tuesday. It's always on the first Tuesday. Oh, did they? Is that the one they call Super Tuesday? Fat Tuesday. <laughs> Ash Wednesday. Wait, we'll get there. Is that not the one they call Super Tuesday? Am it's, I just make, um, am I making up Super Tuesday? No, because I love Tuesdays. Super Tuesday is a thing with. So Super Tuesday is the is the primary. It's wow. The primary. I was like it's the delicate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Super Tuesday. I don't Here like, we go. I cannot. You know, you know. Is it the first Tuesday? Can't believe is the that trash that's stuck up um, in there. Just for the primary. Around. No, the primaries. I mean, the primaries vary by state. Okay. So it just depends on what state you're in. But this okay. year. Election day for our, your listeners. I think this is for my, I think yeah, for our Texas listeners. 3rd, for anyone nationwide. Oh, okay. for the general election. We are listening election to day. Twenty nine different countries. So continue. Is November third. There is also early voting in. Depending on where you are, you can we can help you figure that out. Um, but so yeah, so please, please, please vote in your local elections. They matter so much. Um, there are bond elections where they're asking you for money for like really cool public works projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chris's Chris's questions uh, were kind of like what the current candidate scheme looks like, uh, who our female candidates are, who are anti or pro. The Cliff's notes for people who yeah. aren't paying attention. Yeah. Perhaps. Which is all of us, I think. Um, so right now, um, 
Tonight we have the Iowa caucuses happening, which are, um, according to my Twitter, a mess right now. Uh, but right now, what you see in the polls are, what the polls are showing is that it's kind of like a Biden, Sanders, like back and forth in the polls um, in, in Iowa, New Hampshire, and I think um, a little bit in South Carolina, they've started to do some polls there that are showing Biden's losing ground. Um, but right now, uh, if you have been paying attention or not, um, you should know that um, our candidates of color are no longer in the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do not have any candidates of color that are running. Um, we do have two women. Um, I guess technically we have three. So we have Senator Elizabeth Warren. We have Amy Klobuchar. Um, and we have Tulsi Gabbard. She's still in? I'm pretty sure she's, like, still in the race. I think she's, like, still... I don't think she's given up. She's currently suing Hillary Clinton, though, right now. Oh. Wait, who could have Kamala? No. no. Tulsi. Um, Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. She's the one from Hawaii. This is the first time the... hearing this name. She's a veteran. She's the veteran. Tulsi? From, from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. She brings up that she's a veteran in every debate. Well, it's like the only thing. That which, she's like, doing. which, like, bless you. But some Thank people you. think that she's a Russian spy or whatever. Also, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> really? <laughs> Hillary Clinton called her a Russian asset. Um, and so well, now she has some qu- is suing her. She has some questionable, like, policy things and other things where she just doesn't. She seems very. She's. Talk about anti-queer. Tulsi Gabbard uh-huh. is 100% anti-queer. and is She's now, very conservative. Yeah, is now trying to act like she's down like with the gays, but she's not. And she gays has like this whole Cruella DeVille like, white streak in her hair in the oh, first yeah. parts of the debate. Oh, see, um, the I first see. rounds of the debate. What? She's Which, realistically, I feel she's like the most conservative of the candidates that are left are her. And, and Pete Buttigieg is kind of... He he tends to be he's moderate like he's pretty moderate I feel like I mean Joe Biden is I mean well you've got he's moderate in queer clothing so people read him as way more liberal than he is or vice versa or maybe read him as more I don't know yeah Um, you have I mean. He's also Joe Biden other... is, is pretty establishment like moderate. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, Amy we, Klobuchar we is a that. senator from Minnesota, mm-hmm. so I mean, you have like I feel like she Midwest. has some pretty progressive. I like her. Yeah, yeah. I, you didn't ask for my opinion. Sorry. Who? No, I like <laughs> Amy Klobuchar. My yeah. mom likes her a lot. I like Elizabeth Warren. I do too. I stu- she's my front runner. If anybody cares anything yeah. about what we want, but Warren. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like uh, Klobuchar is really smart. I'm hoping that all of the candidates of color who dropped out are going to end up as vice presidential candidates, like long term because like it's it's Julian Castro was the one right oh yeah so Castro's out but it, which which brother it's him right it's not yeah yeah it was him I liked him a lot yeah. I like him a lot um and then he's like the only candidate that like mentioned like trans women of color yeah like, and like time interesting and Cory Booker is such a mm-hmm. great he'll be a great uh sidekick to whoever but Cory's out right but he's he could be vice like for president they could still be picked up as a vice president and okay, I think okay, that okay. these people for cred like whoever gets the nod needs some diversity so if it's a man he needs a woman if it's oh man any if it's one of these women they need a person of color like i actually think if i recall correctly i'm pretty sure cory booker has said that he would not be a vp for any white man so i think he said he would only be a vp for, for one of the female candidates good mm-hmm. friend mm-hmm. um i could see that uh, so no. the people that are left there are technically three women do we figure out if tulsi's still in tulsi's still in okay, she's so just like doing her own thing she's like trying to like make up ground by like suing hillary clinton so is anyone anti-queer Tulsi. No. <laughs> For sure. Tulsi. Um, and, and then Trump. 
Yeah. Well, yes. The other Okay. Which there's no incumbents. Is that the word? Incumbents are the people that already have the position. Like, like, so they could have a defending position. Technically, they could have a Republican candidate go against Trump, but there's they no... They do. There are there are people who are, are they? technically running. They're trying to but run like, against Trump. They, yeah, but they, like, for example, this Iowa caucus that the Democrats are doing, Republicans are also they having have a one, caucus. But it's not but like, they called it, like, on my way over here at, like, 7 p.m. Like, they, they got called it for Trump, yeah. Okay. Like, there's no re- Real. serious contender coming okay. against Trump, which is why you have no idea that they're running. Even. So Trump and who was the other one y'all said? Tulsi? Yeah, Tulsi Gabbard, for sure, anti-gay. Tulsi Gabbard. There are okay, people so these who are have... Avoiders. They have. There are people who have, like, more questionable histories. Well, like, and, I don't know anything about, like, um... Andrew... Andrew Yang. Yang, and then the the billionaire guy, whatever. Tom millionaire. Steyer. Yeah. And Michael Bloomberg, yeah. Well, the, all of them... So they're, like economically very progressive and I have no idea socially what they're and and because they don't really they don't uh, have records and, well, and they don't Bloomberg, really like they don't have position records. themselves on those right those um mm-hmm. campaign points mm-hmm. like whenever mm-hmm. they talk they only talk about like here's what I would do economically so like I don't really know because how, they're where they business stand, successful right? people they're not yeah they're all business they're all business people. At all. okay uh so like who the fuck knows? I hope that they're progressive. They're very progressive when it comes to those, like, those standpoints. But, like, who knows? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I, people could say anything also to get into office. Yeah. The other thing, though, oh, is well, people it, who really There understand. is a person of color still in, Andrew Andrew. Oh, you're yeah. right. You're, oh, oh, wow. I really... No, I, I, right. I forgot, too. I forgot because he wasn't on the last debate stage. Yep. Um, Andrew Yang is in the race, and he is a person of color. I apologize. I was thinking on the last debate stage uh, that he was not on. I did have, a, like, I had some questions in here. So I'm normally someone who's pretty anti-voting. I feel like um, the people that set up the districts, they already know how the votes are going to turn out. It's sort of planned like that. You're sort of planned to not matter in the bigger scheme of people who are worried about mostly a lot of money, you know? And so they sort they have this stuff kind of planned out. Um, and then also the electoral college, right? It doesn't matter how many of us vote for whom the president is elected via the electoral votes, right? You do. So you're correct in that when you vote for a president, the president is not elected by the popular, popular vote. Yeah. When, when we learned this in eighth grade, <laughs> I was so upset. I got in a huge <laughs> argument with my teacher and I'm like, so you mean it doesn't fucking matter because the electoral colleges do not have to vote based on how their populations vote. They don't have to. And then who makes up the electoral colleges is usually just like nepotism based on um, who's who in politics. So the electoral college does not technically have have to vote the way that they were Right, that they're mm-hmm. expected mm-hmm. to vote, mm-hmm. and several states don't have laws require. Some states do have laws requiring them to to vote that way, um, but I think I think historically, if you look back, I think it's something like ninety nine percent of electors have voted the way that they were. Elected yeah, I've never to vote. heard it's of true. them it's straying. Like in my there my was time. okay, so I did listen to a. What's his face ruins everything. Adam ruins everything. Do you guys ever heard of the show? I know. Adam ruins everything. He does one on voting. He does one on the electoral colleges. He talks about how like I don't know like 
eight election ago, some cousin of someone who was an electorate in probably some state with an I, Illinois or something, (laughs) voted for someone who wasn't even on the ballot. And that vote count because it just went to that one person right and counted for nothing ish yeah. basically because they can write in whomever and it counts no matter and he didn't even know who or who wasn't on the voting ballot so eighth grade me was very upset about the injustice of this um because it's like wait if it doesn't matter why would i ever fucking bother but what i do know is that sure Maybe our votes don't count for the presidency, <sighs> which seems like the biggest eye roll. I mean, and also maybe yes, more statistically, our votes have been counting for the presidency. But I think there's a lot of people that voted for Hillary that you know whose butt still hurt from that last one. I mean, um, it makes me feel better knowing she won the popular vote and then I voted. Sure, sure, millions. There's but millions. also that. But doesn't it make you feel like a like a complete it, punch in the stomach? It does. That didn't it does. But it also discredits a lot of the arguments from the other side when they're like. Look how much of a winner Trump is, or we are like we represent the majority of America. It's like you don't represent you don't, the majority of America. Yeah, and all of those people are hopefully going to vote again, and hopefully even more of the people who didn't vote or didn't feel compelled to vote will vote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, as someone who did not feel compelled to vote in the last one, because I was like, no, I don't vote for two evils. I do business. I do other things. Um, I'm. I'm interested now because I know that it matters all of the other smaller people that are being elected because all of that is what is like sort of how how the game is played, right? You get your majority of party into election and then you're able to make some kind of changes sometimes. I I like to think that I'm very much a pragmatist about I, I think I'm becoming more of a pragmatist. I think I got into this very much an idealist mm-hmm. and have learned to become a pragmatist because that's how you get things mm-hmm. done that create those, that, that right, accomplish the ideals that you've, that you've envisioned. Um, I very much do believe that votes matter. I very much believe that they, I mean, votes, I think, you know, votes matter on the local level, votes matter on the national level because you look at the, the kind of the ripple effect, right? Like, this person thinks that their vote doesn't matter and like these people start like ripples out ripples out ripples out right so then you start from one person this nuclear base and then you reach out and by the time you're done like with the people that the disaffected would-be voters mm-hmm. you've got hundreds of thousands if not millions of people who are like fuck this i don't want to be part of that who would have otherwise the most dangerous things in our political environment is this growing sense of apathy that we've seen like so many people just don't give a fuck. They're just like, I don't know, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Which, like, on some level, like, I get it. Like, it can suck. It's depressing. But on another level, it's... One, there's a certain level of privilege that comes with, like, mm-hmm. an I don't know and I don't care. I like, believe this is what Apple has done to us. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> and, and secondly, it, it creates space for people who do know and do care for maybe reasons you disagree with or what I think sometimes are morally just wrong <laughs> reasons... They will. They do go out. They will go out. There are people who want to protect the things that they believe in, that their their status or their their perceptions of race or what their area and country should look like and what they should practice. They will put. They have historically put a lot of money and a lot of, I mean, literal laws right in place mm-hmm. to help protect mm-hmm. what they have. Mm-hmm. And there's so much. You know what we've seen is so much voter apathy. 
so many disaffected would-be voters, right, just, like, peace out of the system, mm-hmm. that the voice that I, you know, that I that I know is there, that we, ha- we hear in our conversations with our friends who aren't political, like, people care, right? Mm-hmm. When they really get down to it, they, they say they don't care, but, like, you care about the things at, its, at their heart, right? Like, they care about it at its heart. And your vote matters so much more than you think it does. And I think, you know, going back to, like, the local elections, like, if... If that's what it takes, like, when you see what can be done at the local level, like, I think it's really inspiring. It's so boring. It's, like, super Parks and rec Sure. Like, it's super Parks Whatever, and Whatever, but didn't we all love Parks and yes. Rec? Could but I love Parks yeah. and Rec. After hearing how all the small bits count, I get it. It totally matters. Fine. Maybe I'm not voting for president, but I do want to affect all the other things, and I do want it to, I do want my point of view to come through. And I, and I you know, I, I do think there's a certain level of, like, trickle up that can happen. There's a certain mm-hmm. level of, like, groundswell grassroots movement and an emotion and care that has grown since 20 the fucking disaster that mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. November of 2016 did everybody um, else get so drunk that night yeah oh we all sat there like this isn't real and I just remember opening wine bottle after wine bottle after wine I bottle I went to bed just, and like no and texting all of our queer friends who were like distraught and just like all these things of just like Oh, this is about to be like Handmaid's Tale. Like, they I, felt my office. Dystopian. What were you doing? Yeah, what were you oh, doing? Oh, I remember. We were at the Grackle with our friends mm-hmm. Michael and Sophia. Shout out to Casey Ricks. He oh. owns the Grackle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Casey. Yeah, I watched my life fall I watched our country fall apart at your establishment. <laughs> at, the at the fine establishment that Beautiful. is the Grackle. We were at the Grackle, and once, I think it's once Pennsylvania came in, I was just like, holy shit. Like, and then we went home. And we all just sat on the couch. And at one point, we just couldn't even watch it anymore. I went to, we went to bed, and I remember I woke up to use the restroom, right? I woke up to use the restroom at one point, and I looked at my phone, and I just remember waking Lindsay up being like, he won. And her being, Lindsay woke up like, are you, what? And I was like, he won. And then it's like, I couldn't even comprehend. And then the next day at the office, it was silent in my office. It was just like, and I wasn't working in politics. I was working at a PR firm at this time. Um, this actually was before I even got into politics. And it was just like silent and then like sniffles and like you, people were crying. Mm-hmm. And no one got anything done that day. Weird. I feel like one of the hardest things about all of just like politics in general, voting in general, is just like the inaccessibility of it and how people feel alienated by it. And like my girlfriend this, that way, like she, she didn't vote in the last election, but... I made a point to make sure that she has her voter registration card for this election. And I think the only thing that you can do, like if you if you are in a friend group and you are educated or if you do have like the ability to understand it, because it's some people just can't wrap their mind around it. Um, try and like help your friends understand, try to mm-hmm. express like what your opinions are and why you feel they're important. And also just like going and voting together because it's really intimidating as a process and like knowing like what the rules are and the laws and are. watch the debates together and make it fun because a lot of places do watch parties and even if you're like not super into like every single aspect of it or all three hours you might hear something or see something that makes a difference in your opinion so I think making it accessible to your friend group and helping each other out and then knowing that like your voice and your opinion do matter uh, is just the most important thing that you can do about it and I agree with you no one should feel like they're too uninformed or like don't know enough mm-hmm. to vote like we're all informed to whatever level we're informed at and just 
because of how you might think of yourself doesn't mean you're less informed than other people. And yeah. your vote matters just the same. And it matters just the same on the opposite side. There are plenty of people who are uninformed and ignorant exactly. that are voting. Exactly. And yeah. their vote counts right. exactly. against you. So that's, yeah. And this whole notion of like, I don't know enough to vote or like, I, I just like am not engaged enough to vote. Like, that's what people want. That's what... Exactly. They want you exactly. to. That's what, what people want you quote, to think, unquote, so that they you don't. Want you yeah. To think. Whoever yeah. they, Whoever is in they your head, are, just exactly think that that's what they want you to think, so that you don't turn out. Um, I do think you know you have a good point. Like debate watching is can be boring, but it can be fun. Drinking like, games. I think it's throw so a party. Pre informative. Make too. like snacks and food well, and have drinks. Of friends and you're watching it. It's way more fun to like laugh when something Make bullshit it a happens or be game. like, wait, what the mm-hmm. fuck? That guy just said that? Or like, yeah. we don't know what a caucus is? We all fucking talk about it. Or we like, all you know, learn what a caucus is. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I read think, four articles and bored my mind out earlier, but I, read, but I yeah, retained some I of it. I did read two things. I was like, okay, who's up for election? <laughs> okay, and then also, who are the candidates? Okay, great. Good to know. <laughs> I really think that if, if there's anything that I like could say to people that maybe aren't as involved as I am in like my day-to-day life your vote really does matter like what you think really does matter if you feel strongly about something even if it's about yourself like if you're a queer person and you feel strongly about the fact like if you listen to these coming out stories you're like yeah I had a shitty coming out too like because my school only taught abstinence and only taught heterosexuality and like you can help change that you can if you you know, if you feel like your vote doesn't count, it so much does at the local level. Mm-hmm. You can advocate for things. You can join groups who also, there's whatever you look, whatever mm-hmm. you're into, it's just like fetishes. Like, whatever yeah. you're into, yeah. like you're gonna into. find whatever gets other you people off, go be who a are part also of it. into that yes. and who want to actively participate in advancing that, whatever yeah. that so, fetish I mean, or political opinion may be. I mean, to be fair, like, I'm a very, like, social politics voter. I think that those are the things that get changed every four years more than economic change or, like, anything else. I think that, like, what affects human beings, women, people of color, queer people, like, that's what I vote based on, and that's why I tend to lean very liberal and Democrat. And I know there's a lot more to that, but, like, I'm a very poor small business owner, so it doesn't motherfucking matter, really. You know, like, (laughs) it doesn't. But, like... I know which issues are super, super important to me, and I know which ones I've watched get affected each election cycle because, like, Obama changed this, and then Trump immediately overturned this and this and this. And I'm like, okay, that's, like, you start there, and, like, those, uh, make sure whoever I'm interested in covers that base, and then I'm like, okay, so then how does this affect me as a small business owner? And then, in turn, this and this and this. So, like, I prioritize things a certain way, which, like, I know a lot of Republicans who are, like, I'm socially liberal, but, like, you know, like, financially conservative. And I'm yes. like, that's, I hear. Major irony. Yes. Right, but I hear, I hear what you're saying, but, like, my problem is I will always vote so, like, um, I will always vote based on human beings before I ba- vote based on money. money. I just think yeah. that humanity matters more than someone's income. And that's why I think voting social politics matters more. Well, mm-hmm. But a lot of people just vote with their pocket. Well, it's hard instead. because who owns the government is it's, capital politics. Yeah, right. Yeah. But like, I'm just saying like, yeah. for me, I found like the certain things that like, okay, well, if like, 
trans people don't have rights anymore. Like, doesn't fucking matter what business I own or whatever. Exactly, because I'm not a human. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. So, so like, that's count. an easy one for me. Or like, yeah. I mean, I still care about reproductive rights, but I also have like a twin sister and like a sister and a mom and all these things. Like, I don't think anyone should control what women do with their bodies. Yeah. That yeah. is one. And, of, yeah. That's actually more important to me than my rights totally. individually. Like, I just so like certain things. Like, I. That's what I, that's the hill I die on. And then I go off of that, you know? And I think people, I don't think people always realize how intrinsically tied social policy and economic policy are and how much they, how much economic policy influences social. Yes, mostly. You really cannot separate them. Um, And so, I mean, that's, that's a whole, that's also a whole Mm. nother discussion, but like they're, they're intrinsically tied. And so it's kind of, it's really counterintuitive to say, in my opinion, that like, oh, I'm socially liberal, but I'm going to vote because right. the way you're voting on these economic policies is impacting right. these social causes yeah. that you're purporting to be, you Definitely. know, a proponent of. Um, but that's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. No opinions are wrong, except for the ones I disagree except with. For you. <laughs> except for your wrong except for ass who, opinions. Um, isn't here. Except yeah, for exactly. the ones that I think are wrong. I think that a pretty quick Google search can get you dirt mm-hmm. on any of them. Truly. Um, and I think a little bit of a deeper dive into their records, if they have a record, um, sh- can show strengths and weaknesses and mistakes um, or or good decisions that they've made. Mm-hmm. Um, some things have aged well, some things have not. Um, everyone has a bit of a stain on them, as, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. I think what what matters in the primary, like in the primary, like vote your heart, like whatever your heart's telling you, like whatever candidate is speaking to you, whatever their platform is that you want to do, like vote your heart in the primary and like we'll see what happens in the general vote your brain. (laughs) Just like just vote what makes sense, which in my opinion is not what the fuck's happening right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're not happy with what happens in the primary, you can go out and you can get involved and you can help change some of that. Like, so many people don't have any idea about any of the candidates. They mm-hmm. only know, like, these, like, weird snippets, which mm-hmm. happen in, like, five-second yeah. clips. Any warm body 2020, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. Literally, that's, like, all I know. And, and so many people are disillusioned with the political process, and rightly so in a lot of regards. Like, I get it. There's, if you care deeply and if you're not happy with what's happening right now, like, you, regardless of your your status, your income, your education, like you can get out and get involved and you can help change things on some level, whether you want to join a presidential campaign and you want to phone bank and you want to call strangers up and ask them if they're registered, if they're registered and if they're voting, if you want to go knock doors and meet people and talk to them about the things that you care about, or if you want to volunteer with like a smaller local organization and like, you know, get someone elected to city council or like pass a bond that's going to make these cool new roads or like a rails you know project that you want to get mm-hmm. done there's so many ways that you can change the things that you're not happy with yeah and i think fundamentally people need to understand like yes you need to vote and vote with your brain in the general election for the president but what we were talking about earlier all of these smaller races for local city councils education everything senate level house of representatives that's where most of the actual change happens so even if something bad happens in this election all of the shit that trump has made happen all of the shit that has not happened in the last four years 
those are things that we can change with the elections that are coming up right now. Mm -hmm. And that's not just for the president. Mm -hmm. So even if you feel like, okay, none of these presidential candidates are going to do anything, because realistically, principally, not a lot of things happen on the presidential level. The president has Especially not in the power in, in, some, yeah, in some ways, but most of it comes down to what the Congress is doing, what the Senate is doing, what, what our judges are doing. What our judges are doing, what the Supreme Court has power over. A lot, what our, a lot what our judges are yeah. doing. A lot of what our state legislatures are doing. Do you remember the fucking bathroom bill yes. from 2017? Yeah. Like and that was at our state legislature. And a lot of stuff. And those, all of the people in your state, if you're in Texas, all every single person in your state house of representatives, because we have a mm-hmm. state house, are up for election. Like vote those motherfuckers out. Yep. <laughs> like look at that. Look at how they voted on those things and vote those motherfuckers out. And nationally, they defer a lot of that stuff to the states. And we live in a very conservative state, and that is where those things the, that change can be affected. Because yeah. even if nationally something is allowed, our state can overrule in a lot of instances, like bathroom bills, like education. Yeah, well, there, yeah, there aren't, a, there, people think there are a lot more federal protect, federal protections mm. than there are. No, not, it's especially in le- like, mar- weed legal in some states and yeah. not in other states, because yeah. fe- feds yeah. don't have the money to come fucking get you. And it's, and it's, I mean, it's, the state legislature, especially when a conservative presidential administration, like, mm-hmm. conservatives are, like, all about, like, states' rights and, like, wanting to maintain mm-hmm. all their own power. Mm-hmm. So, like, the state legislatures are super powerful right now. And what's interesting and super hypocritical about our conservative state legislatures is they hate the federal government, like, messing with them or, like, touching yes. their stuff and, like, yes. coming in there. They're super leave us alone. But they will, they are all about taking away local control. Like, state legislature hates city councils. Like, because you look at mm-hmm. these major urban areas that tend to be bluer, more progressive, mm-hmm. more democratic. So, um... <laughs> I think we're ready to wrap. I think we covered a bunch of stuff. Oh my gosh. Um, we, I feel like we talked about everything, but we didn't even touch anything, you know? Politics. Well, that's politics. Yeah, There's exactly. no way you can What did we talk about? I don't know. I'll find out in a week. <laughs> what did I say? April, I'll hear back and regret all thanks. of it. April, thank you for fielding all of our very unintelligent, uninformed questions. Not true. They were not uninformed. But I think we represent and a you lot sounded of like what an a lot expert. of people think about. I am not... Yeah, uh, side note, not an expert, not But she qualified. sounded Asterisk, way more educated than us. Super an expert. Yeah. yeah, definitely. These are all my made-up opinions. <laughs> but you... We were just talking about how Have you ever been in the work. Capitol building? I worked in the Capitol building. Oh, okay, cool. So you're way <laughs> more Yeah, I've never even been there. Never, never been. Only looked at it. Yeah. Drove by it. Yeah, seen it from afar. <laughs> Plenty of time. I go to the court building, which is near the Capitol building, and I need to pay things. So I was I, an incredibly underpaid junior, junior, junior staffer at the Capitol. So, yeah, very qualified. That's me. So, technically, you're a junior staffer at the Capitol, which is really all I need to hear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now I'm a junior staffer at City Hall, which might be a step down, maybe? I'm I don't not know. A, but I do feel like after... I am someone who, like, very strongly... I love to tout, like, don't bother voting. It doesn't fucking matter. Can you please stop doing After this conversation, I feel like, okay, all the other votes matter except for the presidential vote. Fine. Definitely go vote because those other ones really, really do matter. They really do matter. They all matter. It matters what judges you are. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Of course. And we're going to have to have Lindsay on sometime figure out a topic you want to talk about. STDs. About what? We can get her medical opinion on like STDs. Let's talk about it. We're going to have to have Lindsay on because Lindsay and April are our favorite power couple. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks Appreciate for it. Me. It was fun. I think it was educational, which not every week is educational.
educational. Mm, so um, <laughs> feel hope- free to if if anyone has questions, I'm happy to answer them. You can I, I don't know. What's your at sign again? Yeah. What's your at sign? It's at April Ariel underscore Ariel like the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Or you can just like follow her because she's a babe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Follow all the babes. Follow <laughs> us on Queer for it. Send us your questions. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Send that to them. That's a better way to do but that. We, <laughs> but we'll we'll forward whatever is necessary. Um, we are always on the hunt for guests for upcoming episodes. Um, so if you're in the Austin area and you'd like to be on Queer for it, please shoot us a message so we can plan to have you on. Um, and that's going to be our show for this week. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Queer for It. You can send us an email at queerforitpodcast at gmail.com and visit our website at queerforit.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends, family, coworkers, and everyone about us. Shoot us any questions, topics that you'd like to have answered and or <laughs> covered in future episodes. I lost it. <laughs> nice. And until next time, we love we you. We love you. you. should too. So you should too. <laughs>